0: Hi, welcome to Sonic Serial. I'm Jesse. And I'm Mark. And in this podcast, we take a deep dive into albums from some of our favorite artists, track by track.
1: And today we're continuing with Marie Antoinette, the original motion picture soundtrack, Disc 2. Produced by Ryan Wrightsell. And it was released in
0: 2018. 20- I mean 2016, I mean <laughs> 2006, 2006, and uh, today we'll be doing tracks one through seven, which includes songs by Aphex Twin, Air, The Radio Department, and more. <laughs> just like three more, two more. Yeah. <laughs> you could have just said okay. all of them by now.
1: What's All right. the so first track? The first
0: track is... Is this the actual name? Intro Versailles? It sure is. Alright. It's a um, track named Intro Versailles. And it's, it's track one of the album. Oh, of, of part two.
1: Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, so I should mention this album has two parts. Um two discs if you were like me and bought the cd it probably has two vinyls too but um so i've read somewhere that the first part of this soundtrack is like the party part and then the other
0: oh yeah
1: second part is like the hangover or like the next day so it's like chill calm and it's more ambient and classical pieces By like modern artists and stuff Yeah And um,
0: So this track was uh, Who I guess Was the writer Producer Sound designer
1: (laughs) It was uh, designed by Richard Beggs And uh, It was mixed (laughs) by Brian Reitzel Because it's just sound
0: It's just sound
1: so, yeah, it's a little sound design vignette with bells and organs and the sounds of horses galloping. It, uh, yeah, it pretty much transports you to the palace during that time.
0: Literally. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Sonically and literally.
1: And, um. uh, yeah, it, like I said.
0: You, you covered it all. So yeah.
1: So this yeah, so this part of the soundtrack is less like new romantic bands, so we're kind of out of that and now. On to
0: <clears throat> Onto uh Track Two, which is by <laughs> Aphex Twin and the song is How would you pronounce this?
1: <laughs>
0: Jinwe <Genuifigilo. laughs> I don't
1: know. Jinway Tech, y'all. 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 By Aphex Twin. Twin. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so Aphex Twin is a, an electronic artist from England. Uh, his real name is Richard D. James and this is actually the opening track on his two thousand one album Drux. And
0: with a Q. Yeah,
1: with the Q and a K. With a K and a Q. And this album is comprised of his usual like skittish electronic music, but it has like every other track is like a experimental classical piece like this one.
0: Was this the one that they were play- was this one of the ones that were playing underwater in that pool in Miami? At the standard. Oh, yeah. I think it was.
1: You remember <clears> that?
0: Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, Aphex Twin, or Richard James, at one point was also known as Phonic Boy on Dope. Just some trivia. Wow think put music out under that name.
1: Yeah, that kind of
0: sounds like a Kid Rocky <laughs> name. I don't think so, because the Phonic Boy sounds sounds alternative or mm. industrial or something. Yeah. Um, okay, and how is it used in the film? This is the song that's playing when she
1: Marie Antoinette enters her room for the first time. And she's like looking around in wonderment and like
0: it's good. Yeah, and of, she opens like this this box and she sees like jewels yeah in there. so i think she's sort of starting to see what her life is going to be like yeah um and she's kind of playing with her fan and like looking out at windows at the fountains right which is like holy shit i'm here that's this is yeah reality. i think
1: that captures well the feeling the <clears throat> mysterious she's taking it all in feeling yeah like this is my future Yeah, even though she didn't really pick it Yeah Yeah. So it's got to be weird Some kind of place between displacement and wonderment Okay, so that's how it was used in the film (laughs) Let's talk about the song itself Well, it's pretty much an instrumental piano piece um, But it's on prepared piano Which is where you Is that a question? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, man (laughs)
0: you're just saying
1: wait was that how we call my boss um she talks in question like oh. she speaks and
0: and um it's uh uh god what is it um is, oh it's vocal hair twirling
1: oh vocal hair twirling <laughs> yeah okay. like the
0: the vocal equivalent this of, of twirling your hair I see well I won't do it again <laughs> so go on <laughs> Um. Yeah, it's called. Tell them. us about. No, you were telling us about prepared piano.
1: Yeah, prepared piano. It's where you manipulate the sound by putting like objects on the strings, and you can do things like put screws or papers between them, and it just manipulates. Hamburgers. <laughs> <laughs> This, yeah, you can
0: try that. Or, yeah, Cause know. it's gonna like flop around, and then yeah. <laughs> it'll sound really different. You might have like two buns on the thing instead of just one heavy one.
1: Okay, I think that's our AI image prompt right there. <laughs> um,
0: but but we saw we saw some footage of one prepared piano where it was very, it was very technical. Like they had these clamps screwed into the strings, yeah. and then. We also saw somebody who was just putting like loose change and uh, gum gum <laughs> an ashtray. Just kinda of setting them on there and letting them bounce around. Yeah. So and, yeah, and it also and it's all prepared piano. Yeah, and it makes one seems much more prepared than the other. It sounds more percussive and metallic. Oh yeah. 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 So this is quite weird. You could have achieved very like modern sounding Things that didn't exist back then. Yeah. Like back then. You know, like Marie Antoinette's time, they would have put like stuff that they had around, like a hairbrush. Oh, yeah. It would have created sounds that wouldn't have actually existed until later. Interesting. But. Prepared future (laughs) (sighs) piano.
1: But, uh,. AFX1 was not the first person to do this. Um, it was actually popularized by composer John Cage, and it's now being used in, I, I feel like I see it at a lot of places, like film scores with by Trent Reznor and stuff. And uh, this song was also made using MIDI controllers. That's crazy.
0: I don't know, considering it's an Aphex trend. <laughs> yeah. doesn't seem that crazy.
1: That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, what about song meaning? Well, the title is said to
1: be Cornish for machine music.
0: <laughs> I know a Cornish game, hen, so it must be a place. What about covers? Well, there's a violin version um, that's available on YouTube, and it's very medieval sounding. Um, I didn't quite catch medieval. That's where it comes from. <laughs> that's the Latin medieval.
1: And there are also there's also a guitar version by Simon Ferrantosh, and I I
0: like it. Like the um, string version by Alarm Will Sound.
1: I do like that one too.
0: And what about your personal experience with this song?
1: Well, my brother actually got this album when we were in middle school, and there was a a weird track on it where um, there's like it sounds like there's like people being held captive (laughs) in a sewer. And metal pipes <laughs> clanking. <laughs> My brother used to play that track at five in the morning. <laughs> Blair on the family room st- like stereo. Huh. And, uh. Did
0: oh, yeah. You, and then. Did you like it when you listened to it the first time?
1: No, it kind of scared me. <laughs> because. I borrowed it one night. It was that night, and I decided to listen uh, to it. And yeah, I was at an age where my musical taste was transitioning from like bubblegum pop and radio R and B and stuff like that. So stuff like this really scared me. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only other album that
0: turn you on at the same time. Yes,
1: <laughs> I think the only other album that has had that effect is uh, Radiohead's Kid A. Shout out.
0: Shout out. <coughs> All right, let's move on to track three. This is Opus 17 by Dustin O'Halloran. Um, tell us about this song.
1: This instrumental piano piece comes from his first album, Piano Solos, which was released in
0: 2004. <coughs> and an interview asked him if um Sofia Coppola had approached him before um, or after she had developed the film or after she'd shot the film. And he said that he actually never wrote to picture. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that is? Writing to picture?
1: I, I think that means... He's... Oh,
0: if you're like watching it? Yeah. And then writing. For, okay. Yeah. So he didn't write to picture for this movie. Um, he said they kind of sent him like a book of images and ideas and and that they were looking for. And he was just supposed to use that as inspiration. That's cool. I like that. Um, And so he said he actually rewatched it during the pandemic um, and he hadn't watched it for a long time and he was really surprised at how well it's held up. Nice. Yeah.
1: I feel like I can easily (laughs) visualize that because we just actually got the book (laughs) Sophia Coppola put out. um, Shout out. Shout out. What's it called? Sophia Coppola archives.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think. And it. so there's a lot of it's images
1: pink. from the movie in there. <laughs> you should check it out if you really like Sophia Coppola.
0: Um, but I I feel like I've watched it a few times, the movie, and when it came out, and then sort of a while later, and then recently, and it's always held up really well. Yeah, you know, like it it doesn't feel I needed. think it's gonna
1: become a classic
0: <clears throat> I think if they would have used songs that were more of that era you know like what's her name like Katie P- Katie Perry or somebody in it mm. or maybe she wasn't around and who was I guess Britney Spears um yeah Britney Spears <laughs> anyway if they would have used all contemporary music while they did it it probably wouldn't have held up as well. Yeah. But because it was already kind of older. All right, so how is this used in the film?
1: I think this is used when she is in the carriage with her friends uh, traveling from Austria to France.
0: Did you like him? Yes, kind of. (laughs) definitely very French. Yeah, so she's leaving her estate in Austria, which looks nice. Yeah. It's like not too shabby.
1: And they're like gossiping and like <laughs> playing cards and. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, and she's with her pug, and they're going through the woods, and her. Remember we talked about the her color. It's called Wedgewood Blue. Cornflower blue. It says this. This source said it's Wedge. Wedgewood Blue. So Get your facts straight. <laughs> we'll we'll um we'll update. Everyone in the last episode. Um, anyway, she's looking at. Remember, she opens the locket that has the, the picture Jason of Schwartzman in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like a yasified version of <laughs> him because she's like, "Oh, <laughs> this, this filtered version." Um, and then it actually comes right before the melody of a fallen tree by Windsor for the Derby, which we reviewed in the last podcast. Which yeah. is what plays when she gets off the carriage. And then crosses over from, from the dark side to the light side. <laughs> or from the light side to the dark side. To the side. wrong side of the tracks? Yeah. Crosses the border? Um, we did just <laughs> see that Versailles apparently was really stinky. <sighs> what about live performances? Well, there's a recording um, of him playing this live in the Grunwald Church in Berlin. Have you ever been there? I have not. I don't know actually. I I went to a quite a few churches in Berlin, but I could not tell you what they were called. So maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. I see. Okay, track four, Il secondo giorno,
1: by Air. And what does Il Secondo Giorno mean?
0: <laughs> um, the second day or the second evening?
1: Okay. Second day. Second day? Day two. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this song was actually created for a project Air Worked On in 2002 with the Italian author uh, Alessandro Barico. Yeah. So he was doing a live reading of a chapter from his novel *City*, in which one of the characters tells Western stories. So kind of convoluted the situation. i <laughs> you already <laughs> lost me. It's like stories within stories within stories. I don't know. Um, so,
0: Air and this uh, Alessandro yeah. Marico, who is an author. Yeah. Um. Were happy with the reading? Yeah. Oh, because... Well, the, why wouldn't they be happy? Like, Perico read it. He should be happy with himself.
1: <laughs> he, he was happy with the
0: music. Oh, they was, wanted to... Yeah, so they decided to record a studio version. And it's called City Reading. Yeah,
1: so it's basically like a... Um, 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 audiobook. Yes. With g-
0: very good music. Wister fucile e pistole. Um, and the version on on the Maria Antoinette soundtrack is the instrumental version yeah
1: so you don't gotta worry about that
0: timeless timeless Um, and how is this used
1: in the film it plays as she's reading the letter from her mother expressing her uh, concern that um, she's not Pregnant. Yeah, trying to consummate with her husband or whatever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? Consummate?
1: What did I do? <laughs> Let's talk about it.
0: No, I think it's used correctly. <laughs> it's <laughs> just funny. Um, yeah, her mom is voicing over. She's saying that, that a girl with so many charms should not be in this predicament. Meaning that Um, she's basically saying like it's your responsibility and if and if you're not pregnant it's because you're doing something wrong yeah um and while this song is on she's looking in the mirror kind of it looks like she's sort of wondering like what's wrong with her Mm. like is she really like is there something wrong Um, with her like is she doing that insecurity yeah um and then it's followed by the scene where she kind of gets into bed with him and he ignores her and falls asleep mm. just kind of like just like oh it must be me
1: i forgot to mention that the, the original story that this song Spells was team, right? made for <laughs> you said you weren't gonna say that anymore <laughs> anyway um <laughs> he's always saying that but uh
0: my last s- drink i swear
1: Um. Yeah, the original story this song was made for was, is it about a manhunt because um, it's a western and um, <laughs> um, and I guess this sheriff is trying to catch this guy who's believed to have killed this boy and Are so, you
0: off script? I have no idea I don't <laughs>
1: okay anyway this song was made for that so it's interesting how to see it like that just shows the flexibility of Mm. like score music you can use it for different scenarios and scenes and feelings but yeah
0: (laughs) Uh, what's next
1: (laughs) production So it's basically just a quiet, acoustic guitar song uh, paired with soft synth and organ. So it's kind of, yeah, a nice, soothing, ambient track.
0: Um, And uh, what about some trivia for this song? Uh,
1: This song was actually used for Charlotte Gainsbourg's song Beauty Mark from her album 555, which was also produced by Air. Yeah. And speaking of air <laughs> they were also in the movie. Oh, but we can talk about that
0: later. Yeah, it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna come up. Um do you like Charlotte Gainsbourg? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I never listen I never hear you listening to, to her.
1: I listen to all sorts of artists. <laughs> Fair okay. <laughs> all right. This like we... thing, like. That was your great aunt Edna? Or your second cousin Julio?
0: How is <laughs> <laughs> that at all? I'm I'm gonna cu- Never mind. I'm going to cut all this out. <laughs> okay. What Track five <laughs> Keen on Boys by The Radio Department. I'd say this is probably the most mainstream. Of the songs oh you think so
1: of yeah. their songs
0: no of the songs in this um, in this episode you think so <laughs> yeah we have like a like Dustin O'Halloran has two songs and there's the air song but the radio department.
1: Oh, of this,
0: of this, <laughs> of the songs in today's podcast. This is the most commercial.
1: We keep talking about the radio department. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, today's podcast. <laughs> this is the most original one.
0: I mean, mainstream. From the songs because, yeah. we're reviewing in today's podcast. <laughs> I get it, I get it, I get okay. it. Okay. Do you agree?
1: Yes, because it has lyrics yes. and vocals. <laughs> Unlike the other songs we're talking about. They're all instrumental.
0: Yes. Okay, and this song... Um, and it's the last of the radio department. Radio <laughs> department. <laughs> of the radio See... You've changed my DNA. Now I just, like, think Radiohead. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, It's from their first album, Lesser Matters, which came out... In
1: 2003.
0: 2003. All right. Um, How is Kenan Boys used in the film? Well,
1: she's taking a bath after another night of being ignored, and (laughs) and then she goes in a room with her ladies, and they're (laughs) ordering dresses. (laughs) There's lavish food everywhere, as her advisor reminds her that there's a war brewing. Oh, God. (laughs) Sorry. With her ladies.
0: She's with Michelle and Kelly. (laughs)
1: Michelle and Kelly (laughs) (laughs) from Destiny's Child. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, if we wrote this film.
0: I would you have gotten a standing ovation at Con? <laughs> um, okay, she's yeah taking a bath, food everywhere, war brewing. Yeah. Um, all right, tell us about the production.
1: Well, it's very shoegazy with a lot of distorted guitars and this cheap drum machine beat. It's very dreamy.
0: <laughs> what about the drum machine beat? Makes it cheap. It sounds vintage. Mm. So old things are cheap. Old <laughs> things are cheap. <laughs> you said that that it has a cheap, <laughs> cheap drum, machine beat. Yeah, old things are cheap. <laughs> no, like what makes the drum machine? What makes the drum machine beat cheap? What makes it sound cheap, or what makes it? Work it sounds rusty. Okay. What do you? Do? I just wanted to know what, when somebody calls something a cheap beat, what that means. (laughs) Like, you barely paid for it. I don't know. (laughs) Like, you barely ate it? (laughs) She paid for that. She. (laughs) What? Okay. Anyway. Um... Okay, many people have speculated that it's about an awkward homosexual interaction. Yeah. Why would they speculate that? What are some lyrics that would make somebody speculate that?
1: Well, he, well, first of all, it's I think because people take it as at, at face value. Where they see a guy singing the song, so mm. if a guy is singing about another guy in a in a intimate, adoring way, like
0: gay. Yeah, he <laughs>
1: um But yeah, I feel like that's another example of why a song shouldn't be taken so literally. But I think Good people point. people may think it's gay because he's saying like I slept on his couch. Why are you sleeping on another guy's couch?
0: <laughs> first of all, first. Oh, one, why would the woman be on a guy's couch? Because he would have. Because if it was a guy and a woman, the guy would have said, "Take my bed. I'll sleep on the couch." Yeah. Yeah.
1: With my back turned to the wall. <laughs> I don't get it. it What's the? So, because the couch would be facing oh
0: no in in like old-fashioned movies if a guy and a girl ended up in the same apartment or in the same hotel room Mm. he would always say take the sofa i'll take the couch (laughs) okay so Uh, if if he's saying he took he took the he took the, the bed yeah then the other guy took the couch all right, let's move on. Um, I think it's totally gay. Why would he sleep with his back to the wall if he wasn't about, if it wasn't about gay? I know you said, that
1: hold on, I'm still analyzing okay. this because it's like nothing assumed but you know, you know you know you know in the morning we said nothing at all. All I could think of this, he said that he couldn't resist. He couldn't resist what? (laughs) But yeah, like I said, if this is coming from a female's perspective, it could. There's no reason why it couldn't. Yeah. I don't know. It sounds like, like someone trying to do something the other person's not ready for yet. That's all I get. That's the <laughs> yeah. bottom line.
0: Okay, let's just And then this, it makes let's things awkward. Because this, this is really simple.
1: People might think that this is homosexual because it's coming from the perspective of a guy. Because a guy is singing. But he could be singing in... Like he could be tending to be a woman.
0: <laughs> he could have a woman could have written the song from her perspective, yes. and he's singing it. Yes, yes, yes. That happens.
1: Yeah, all the time.
0: All the time. So, so just because you're the 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 gender that's delivering it doesn't mean that.
1: Yeah, and all I feel is that overall, this is just a song where it, it's about someone that um, was put in an awkward situation. And they were like, the other partner was, the other person was doing something uh the other person didn't want them to do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so dirty. I think it's just, sometimes, like, I had a straight friend. And I never really, like, came onto to him, but, like, I could see that happening, and I bet if it would have, he probably would have been cool, but, you know, just been like, no, I'm not into that.
1: Yeah, but, you know, some people act, react in different ways, and... Yeah. This one could have, like, broken... A good friendship. There's been movies like that. No, yeah, yeah.
0: But I'm just saying that the, the from the lyrics, it sounds like the that they were that they knew each other and that they continued being friends. Even oh, though that happened. Oh, that's good. Yeah,
1: call me by your name.
0: All right, what about live performances? That's going to need a lot of editing.
1: <laughs> there is a recording of a live performance at Sasquatch in 2011. It's a festival in Washington. Do they still have it? It was actually it's actually at the Gorge.
0: No, a Sasquatch. It's 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 a Bigfoot,
1: <laughs> and that's why they have the Sasquatch as um their mascot. For per- uh, oh, per-
0: right. there's like two covers as well. There's many covers, but there's two. One from how would you pronounce that? Yule, Yele? Yol, no. Yol, 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 Yole. Um, <clears throat> which is okay. I don't know did you, you know. Um, And then there's a slowed and reverbed uh, version which everybody there's a version a slowed and reverb version of every song, but this one works All right thank yes uh, which thankfully takes us to track 6. <laughs> Opus 23 by Dustin O'Halloran, the second? Yeah. Yeah. On this, from today's podcast. Yeah. I thought you were going to go into this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's the answer. It's the second of three songs. Yeah. On both the album. On both Yes. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. And this comes from his <laughs> album, Piano Solos, Volume 2.
0: <clears throat> um, so, he said that, Holland said that he drew from his experience as a self-taught pianist... Um, and his love for romantic-era composers like Chopin and Debussy. Hmm. Um, He created... (laughs) Nibussi? I looked at it, and that's what I saw, and I felt (laughs) dirty for seeing it. Okay. Um, But he created a piece of music that strikes um, the perfect balance between classical and contemporary. Um, And that the introspective and contemplative nature of it allows listeners to form a deeper connection with the emotions. Um, hopefully, making a timeless work of art. That's that's a lot of responsibility to put on the song. Sure is.
1: Whew. Okay. Okay. And how's it used in the film?
0: <laughs> um. Well, she's at the ballet with the king. Wait. Is he the king already? or is, this the, is he still the prince?
1: Dauphin, whatever.
0: The, they're, his dad hadn't died yet. No. OK. Anyway, they're together. Kristen Dunst and Jasons are together. Um, and she, they're watching an opera and she or a ballet or something, and she jumps up and claps and then gets everybody to start clacking, clapping. Yeah, And then he kind of looks at her like kind of tenderly. Like, for the first time in the film. Yeah. Like, he was like, oh, she's kind of cool. Um, and then, while well, this is playing, the her mother is voicing over again. Her mom is... Married and faithful. Marion faithful in her amazing voice. Um, and she's saying that her sister got pregnant and that it should be a happy time for everyone, but it's not because she hasn't gotten pregnant yet. Mm-hmm. And that it's her responsibility. And then she says everything depends on the wife if she is willing and sweet. Keep sweet. If she did not.
1: Remember nothing is certain about your place there until an air is produced.
0: And up keeping it sweet.
1: Well, in terms of production, this is a classical soothing piano piece. that's all. (laughs) That's a
0: production. Oh. (laughs) Okay, let's move on to track seven. (laughs) Sorry. That's all I had. (sighs) Everyone forgot already.
1: Le... Track seven? Le Barricade. Oh, God. Le Barricade. Le Barricade. No.
0: Mister. Misterious. Mister. Mysterious Le
1: Barricade. Le Barricade. Misterious. No es.
0: <laughs> By <laughs> Francois <laughs> Copern. 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 Cop- <laughs> yeah. Rest in peace.
1: <laughs> He's still alive.
0: <laughs> oh, I thought, I thought this was an older. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, this is a harpsichord piece. No, because it's from 1717. Yeah. I thought that Francois Couperin was from 1717. He is. Then how is he still alive? <laughs> he can't be alive still. He can.
1: My mom did it.
0: <laughs> He'd be almost 300 years old. Okay.
1: Anyways, like I was saying, this is a harpsichord piece <laughs> written in you said s- no such thing. 1717. <laughs> And it comes from Pieces de Claveçon, his book of harpsichord pieces. And people also believe this song is an exercise in speeding up a piece and then making it calm. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the version on this soundtrack is actually performed by Patricia Moby. She is... uh, harpsichordist and an organist from the los angeles chamber orchestra
0: i thought that she's an organic (laughs) harpsichordist she's good for you all right where is this or how is it used in the film Oh my god. Well, it's <laughs> sorry, these are my notes. You that, wanna? No, I want to say it. Okay. It's
1: I want to tell them. It's uh it's after she smoked the weed at an outdoor dinner party at the Petit Trianon and she flirted <laughs> with the <laughs> what? <laughs> um Tamarty isn't it? And air is in the drawing room on the clavikin <laughs> on the clavikin <laughs> which is the fr- french word for harp harpsichord
0: <laughs> that's how you say it
1: <laughs> that is how you say it no that's
0: how you say it <laughs> unless you will say harpsichord <laughs> <laughs> how many times have we talked about a harp
1: harpsichord on this podcast, and now you tell me? All right. It's on. <laughs> this is
0: cute. <sighs> coming to here, he has quite a reputation. He amuses her, and she likes to be amused. There's nothing unregal in that, monsieur. Merci. Anyway,
1: yeah, like I said, interesting fact airs in this scene. Um pretending to play this song and um that's cool. The that air they're actually from Versailles.
0: Like the town, that's where they're from? Yeah, the town. Wow.
1: They grew up there. And uh
0: There's a really um fancy McDonald's there.
1: <laughs> oh. <clears throat> and
0: all right, what about sound music? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh man, we talk she about we talk about air a lot on this podcast. Yeah, what about sound production?
0: It's sound meaning,
1: <laughs> yeah, song meaning. There's a lot of speculation surrounding the title. <laughs> it's believed that it refers to mysticism surrounding. One and one making, or things like chastity belts. So it's it's uh, been um, interpreted to mean um,
0: <clears throat> the chastity belts are the mysterious, are the mysterious barricades. barricades. Hmm. <clears throat> what about other interpretations?
1: Uh, is that it's about communication, time travel, life on Earth life and death (laughs) and masks worn by performers so it's yeah it's all these broad interpretations but what I'm getting is that there's it's probably because there's polarization in the song or like dynamics so how it goes from was it slow to speed up up to slow yeah sped up to slow decelerating which is what I'm doing right now <laughs>
0: um all right as far as production um there was a, a quote um I couldn't find the source of it uh but uh they're basically describing their perspective the production do you want to read their quote
1: The four parts create an ever-changing tapestry of melody and harmony, interacting and overlapping with different rhythmic schemes and melodies. The effect is shimmering, kaleidoscopic, and a seductive sonic tramp loire that seems to have
0: presaged images of... You pronounced <laughs> tramp lo- 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 correctly, then you... <laughs> Then you say presaged.
1: Presaged. <laughs> I don't understand. Presaged. Pres- okay. A Sonic Trump. Presaged. <clears throat> A Sonic Trump loy that seems to have pres- presaged. Presaged. Images of fractal mathematics centuries before they existed.
0: That's like what I was saying about the prepared piano. (laughs) (coughs) Back then you could have made sounds on the prepared piano of like electronic things that didn't even exist back then. So kinda like this.
1: Yeah.
0: Alright, what about remixes and covers?
1: Well, there's a lot of covers. There is a Moog version from 1971 on "Short Circuits" by Ruth White, and there's also an electroacoustic version by Moliné from Molinex.
0: Fuck you. I think it's Molinu. Maybe not. From
1: 2009. Isn't there a Vampire Weekend song that sounds like this?
0: You know you've read that on repeat. (laughs) Pretending you don't know that there's a Vampire Weekend song. That's all I gotta say.
1: Well, what is it?
0: I don't know. That's your...
1: Alright. Um... There's a Vampire Weekend song Called Bambina That seems
0: to be influenced by this piece And what about remixes Covers I don't know what about it uh, There's a Version on YouTube um, Called Lo-Fi Kopern, Which is the The guy
1: All right, that's all we have for tonight. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen.
0: (laughs) No, oh, it is.
1: (coughs) Hey, come back though. Next time we're gonna do the last part of the soundtrack. That'll be the last episode for this song. And
0: who are some of the artists featured?
1: Well, it
0: looks like we got.
1: (laughs) I can't read this shit. Happening there Oh my god <laughs> bear with me <laughs> <Just> <laughs> Um Kate <Okay>, Drew Gary <laughs> Bow Wow Wow Again <laughs> Apex Twin Square Pusher And the cure again. So we'll bring back some old friends.
0: And make some new. (laughs) Bye. Bye.